Welcome to the Road to Recovery podcast, where we help businesses navigate the choppy waters of today's economic landscape. With the world changing faster than ever, it's hard to keep up with the latest trends and developments. But fear not, I'm Camille, your guide through this complex world of business, and in each episode, we will be exploring the latest insights and strategies to keep you succeeding. Today, we are diving deep into the world of bank crisis and the measures being taken at the EU level to tackle them. With recent fallout from SVB and Credit Suisse, it's more important than ever to understand the regulatory landscape and how it is changing. That's why we've invited our regulatory experts, Maya and Cassandre, to provide their insight on the European regulatory framework. Maya and Cassandra are respectively supervising associate and associate in the banking, capital market and regulatory department of Siemens and Siemens in Luxembourg. They bring a wealth of experience and knowledge to the table. And we are excited to hear the thoughts on whether regulators have learned from the 2008 crisis and whether they have adopted the right tools to deal with bank crisis today. So sit back, relax, and let's explore together the latest trends, insights, best practices, and useful tools that will help you navigate this complex landscape and achieve success in the face of today's challenges. In light of these recent waves in the financial sector, do you think that the regulators have learned from the 2008 crisis and that they have adopted measures to harmonize and improve the tools for dealing with bank crisis? Thank you, Camille. The global financial crisis of 2008 highlighted the need for a stronger international regulatory framework for the banking sector. Inadequate governance, risk management and incentive structures, coupled with excessive credit growth and mispriced credit and liquidity risk, led to significant weaknesses in the sector. In response, the Basel Committee issued principles for sound liquidity risk management and supervision, and the G20 unders the Basel III Agreement in 2010 to revise and strengthen the three pillars established by Basel II. Most, most of the Basel III reforms were implemented gradually between 2013 and 2019, including an increase in the capital base of financial institutions. Additionally, the European Commission has adopted various measures to harmonize and improve tools for dealing with bank crises in its members' countries. The banking package, adopted in October 2021, is aimed at ensuring EU banks become more resilient to potential future economic shocks, while also contributing to Europe's recovery from the COVID-19 pandemic and the transition to climate neutrality. The package also fin finalized the implementation of the Basel III Agreement in the EU and comprised several amendments to the Capital Requirement Directive and the Capital Requirement Regulation, known as the CRD and CRR in the area of resolution. However, the failure of the Silicon Valley Bank in the United States showed that some of the laws and regulations dedicated to banking crises were not applicable, such as the Basel III Prudential Requirements for small and medium-sized banks. 
This means that US banks, despite their exposure to a volatile market such as technology, did not have the collateral to pay back deposits and were unable to stop the bank run chain reaction that begins with a mass withdrawal of customers. Nevertheless, in the EU, such a failure would have a limited impact on EU markets because of the regulatory regime in place, particularly with respect to capital requirements. Even though there is no perfect system and the legal framework cannot cover all types of failures, Thus, new regulation and legislative initiatives continue to be developed to ensure the banking sector remains resilient in the face of a potential future crisis. In light of recent events, it is crucial for companies to stay abreast of changes in regulatory frameworks and work closely with regulatory bodies to ensure they are compliant with relevant regulation. By doing so, companies and Companies can protect themselves against potential financial risk and contribute to the stability of the overall financial system. Thank you, Maya, for presenting the existing regulatory framework. Second question I would have for you. Uh, what are these new regulations and what can financial institutions expect in the coming years? Thank you, Camille. Uh, the financial world is constantly evolving and two major developments are set to shake up the industry in the coming years. Firstly, the European Union has adopted a new regulation known as DORA, which stands for Digital Operational Resilience for the Financial Sector. This regulation was introduced due to concerns about the operational resilience of the financial sector in the face of increasing reliance on information and communication technologies. The aim of DORA is to introduce rules that ensure the financial sector can withstand security threats and that third-party service providers are adequately monitored. DORA will come into effect in January uh, 2025, and financial institutions can expect policy work in the form of guidelines and regulatory technical standards from the European Banking Authority and also from other surveillance authorities. This policy work will guide financial institutions in implementing their new obligation under DORA and ensure compliance is achieved by the deadline. Our team is closely monitoring these developments and advising clients on the practicalities and items to be implemented. Second thing uh, is that we can expect the implementation of the Basel III reforms in the European Union as this is one of the EBA main priority for 2023. These reforms aim to strengthen the regulatory framework by introducing a more risk-sensitive approach to determining capital requirements and addressing weaknesses in the existing framework. One such measure is the introduction of an output floor which sets a lower limit on capital requirements calculated by banks using internal models. This measure aims to mitigate the risk that banks' internal models incorrectly estimate capital requirements and underestimate the amount of capital needed. Our team is closely monitoring uh, these developments and advising clients on how to adapt to the changing regulatory landscape. Thank you, Kassan, for bringing up um, to speed with the latest developments at the EU level. 
Now, let's dive deeper into how Luxembourg is implementing EU prudential rules into its own financial laws. In that respect, could you give us some example of the ongoing implementation of these rules in the Luxembourgish law? Yeah, thank you, Camille. So the first example that we have is a recent circular published by the CSSF, the Luxembourg Financial Sector Regulator, which outlines a new public disclosure framework for credit institutions. This circular aligns with the latest EU standards on disclosure requirements under CRR and aims to bring greater transparency to the credit quality of expo exposures uh, held by credit institutions. But that is not all, and the CSSF has also released another circular on stress test scenarios under the Money Market Fund regulation. And this second circular integrates the latest ESMA guidelines on stress testing, which now includes the economic consequences of recent events like the Russian uh, invasion of Ukraine, geopolitical tensions, and the resurgence of the COVID-19 pandemic. And this is a clear demonstration of how the regulator is learning from past experiences and is rapidly adapting regulations to mitigate emerging risks. As the Luxembourg financial sector uh, continues to evolve, we can expect more regulatory changes like this to ensure its compliance with EU prudential rules. Um, we'll be keeping a close eyes on these developments and working with our clients to implement the necessary changes. So what does compliance with these regulations entail? It involves several concrete actions, such as identifying the relevant obligations, assessing their impact, implementing necessary changes, proposing a roadmap for approval, and ultimately adapting internal policies and service agreements to ensure compliance with new requirements. Navigating this complex process can be daunting, but with our comprehensive expertise on banking and financial market regulation matters, as well as our extensive network of law firms dedicated to financial institutions around the world, we are equipped to guide you every step of the way. We closely monitor new regulation at both the EU and national levels, including technical standards, guidelines, and Q&As published by competent authorities. And we maintain a deep understanding of their practical implications. In short, Compliance with new regulation may require significant effort, but with the right partner by your side, it is a manageable process. Trust us to provide the support and guidance you need to ensure compliance and to navigate this dynamic regulatory landscape. And remember, the financial industry is constantly evolving and keeping, keeping up with the latest regulation is essential for businesses to maintain their resilience and protect the client's interests. Which brings us to the end of our first episode of the Road to Recovery podcast. We hope you found the discussion informative and insightful.